Hello, everybody. Trooper Yigant Radio, the summer edition is on. It's episode number 82. And uh, with me at this time, I'm very proud to have him on the radio after 81 episodes. I think you were on the first one. It's Mickey Six from Trooper Yigant Salzburg. Hi, Jebesta. I'm also very pleased to stay here at your personal resort on the seaside. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> if, if anybody listens to some seagulls or, or aeroplanes or bombers or boats, it's yes, we, we are having a great summertime at the lake. And I picked, um, um, I came up with the idea actually of um, putting up a mini series about Turbo Negro albums. And uh, of course, the first one we, we wanted to talk about is uh, an album from uh, 2007 on Scandinavian records. Uh, that goes by the name of Retox, because Retox seems to be the, one of the more talked about albums uh, of the last years, actually, for some reason. And um, so I decided, why don't uh, I, I, I pick one of the older Tube Jugend members, Mickey, who is very much into music and Turbo Negro and also record collecting, to talk about this very album in depth. So this episode will be only be talking about uh, one record. And so we're going to dis- dissect the whole thing. Uh, we are going to go into the uh, the title and the individual songs as well as the the titles that uh, the the band wanted originally wanted to to uh, to call the, the whole thing. So um, they wanted to. Act, I'm going to read it off the the album cover. They wanted to um, call it the Aryan Spring Break. Very funny. One of my favorites. <laughs> yes, and it's and it's it's a sign of the times, right? <laughs> A roadie for sale. In addition, we are Mexican. That's one I like. The SS Taco. Also, I think SS Taco was the first album of Nazi penis. Was it? I don't know, but it could, could be. It could be. <laughs> it would be fitting. Uh, police line. Do not snort. Also very good. Sore snail on razor blade edge. <laughs> Born to die. Espera- Esperanto to the fist. Off the fist. So. That's one I would like to. I would really have uh, love to have it uh, released by this name. The the bull the, the bully milf bully milf. Dehab. It's very close to retox already. Yes. And then it's it's even it's it's not crossed out. So maybe they wanted to call it dehab, but they <laughs> eventually <laughs> mistyped it into re- retox. Inner t- turmoil. Boops from nowhere. <laughs> It's also very PC. The last train to nowhere. Okay. Pretty random, I would say. But funny in a way. Easy easy on the, on the napalm, please. It's also cool. Um, what is it? Sodom? In Sandefjord. Sodom in Sandefjord. It could be a live album of Sodom, actually. Yes. Ever played there. So that's a hint. <laughs> Hot Nights in Fordo. Follow uh, being the the name of the city um, that Happy Tom's stolen Kutte was. Then we have, what is it, Ritz R- Sandwich? No, Riff Sandwich. Riff Sandwich. It's also very good. Okay, the last one is thanks for, thanks thanks for nothing. And uh, Monsieur Frankenstein. Okay, and the, and the drawn up penis, uh, for the record. So those were the the, the um, proposals for the the Turbo Negro's album uh, of two thousand and seven. It was produced in two thousand and six, and it came out on Scandinavian Letter. 
And it eventually it was called Retox, which is a good thing, and it's marketable. Still has the the Schäferhund on the cover, which is also a, a lost art, I might, I might say. And on the cover there is a dude that has a haircut close to mine at this moment. And he has a leather jacket with a disco signage of Retox, basically. It's very bad uh, self-made DIY Retox. Yeah, I haven't seen this live, this jacket live, but it's still, it's still worth uh, mentioning, I might add. And in the background, pretty bad tank size. So, so we go, we're gonna be going through the, um, through the the songs, and I asked uh, Mickey to to comment on on, on his uh, interpretation or his his opinion on those on those uh, individual songs. Um, and then and I think in, at, at the end of uh, the conversation, we're going to wrap it up and give our personal mustard <laughs> onto it, how we how we think about this record. So we the first one is we're going to drop the, the Atom Bomb. Yeah, that's uh, um, some turbo as usual, as I would say. So it's uh, <clears throat> a classic not, new not, turbo? Uh, not, not really classic. <clears throat> Because classics, uh, um, songs which, uh, when it originally came out, uh, appeared to me as classic turbo was uh, Digitic Destruction and Boys From Nowhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe I have to send this up front. They were the only two songs I really liked on the album at first listening. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why there's a difference in between those two and um, Atom Bomb or Garbage Stump, which would be the, the second song. Those two, in, in hindsight, are um, turbo as usual, but with this um, stadium rock approach which, which they have on the whole album. So, first I didn't like them, but now they are grown classics to me, so in, in hindsight. Because mm -hmm. uh, I also have to point out that uh, Retox is one of those albums which a lot of people, but also me, uh, at first listen way back in 2007, not really liked and uh, I was like what what do they want from me what 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 should it be they are coming back and then with this <laughs> uh, and I it's a common effect for for Turbo Negro albums whenever yeah, they, they yeah. have a new album basically yeah, maybe, they want to yeah. they want to make the fans wonder but not why? on every album I even uh, um, uh, what I really liked was the first album um, uh, with Tony Mm -hmm. They had no uh, complaints. Sexual I don't harassment? I, I, I don't know why, but uh, it, it came natural to me. Mm -hmm. Where other people had problems with changing the voices, the singer. Um, it's not on every album, but this one is one of those where, where I was thinking, okay. Um, and um, I came to, to Turbo Jugend Salzburg in to the end of 2006. Uh, and so it was the first uh, get-together thing also um, because party. they had re-listening party was possible and then I was talking to Edel Records which were marketing it uh, if they can send me a copy and then I did the party to it and then you get the record and then you are not like 100% um, convinced that uh, the party is gonna be a cool party. Yeah, uh, that, because everybody who is not really deeply into Turbo Negro, uh, because to the party that also came uh, rock and punk rock interested people, they were all like, uh, "Why, why did you join Turbo Jugend now? Uh, what do you think of this new album?" And then if you are not like fully 
enthusiastic. Uh, yeah, then then you are like, fuck, I have to defend it, <laughs> but I'm not really into it now. But it, the album was a grower. That's that's the thing, and that's why I can say that Adam Bomb is classic Turboneco. Didn't now. they bring out in a video with this song? Or I think so. Maybe they, 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 or was it too garbage dump? I think. Do you dig destruction? Has yeah, they, video? They, exactly with the Latin lovers. Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna be getting to the, 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 yeah. the, the destruction song later. Yeah, I mean it was so, somehow strange after the this album followed uh, Party Animals. If I'm yeah. if I'm right with that, yes. So it, again, it was some sort of a change. Um, But it's always very exciting if you if you if you put on the the, the first song of the first new Turbonega record to 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 let it like like munch into your body and see how it comes out. But it starts out uh, very cool, very atmospheric, mm-hmm. only with the with the bass and uh, what is it's it's some guitar tones mm-hmm. um, and it's slowly going in. It's not really like a long intro, but um, it has some some atmosphere, and it's also like um, starting off hard. So it, it, uh, if if I say I didn't like it at first, it's not like um, it's uh, it's um, really hate, bad. You didn't hate it, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, it's uh, um, yeah, you are always with Toponego. Maybe you are some kind of surprised what, yes. what's coming up, and you never know what you get. So it's, it's not like uh, um, you know what is in the chocolate box uh, if you pick the Turboneco box. So why do, why do you think the band wanted to in, to threaten the, the 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 audience with dropping an atom bomb? What was their problem? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I think bands uh, try always try to evolve uh, and do something new. And uh, Party Animals was was really uh, commercial successful. I think. Um, because they, they also had, uh, also in America, it went big with the Jackass show. Then they had, uh, they were featured in soundtracks with, with the album before. Um, and the funny thing is that I think that also this album is very commercially marketable mm-hmm. from, from the sound. Uh, but they didn't have to do it this way. Uh, and, and they did it in a special way because it's, um, On, on one hand, it's very, uh, every song is very, uh, has hit potential. Um, it's about how they recorded it and, uh, which styles they, they, they choose to uh-huh. put on. For me, it's more like, um, um, they, they heard a lot of, uh, Stooges and, and, and 70s bands and also had, um, the, the performance in mind because The whole album you can present in, in a stadium rock style, like uh, if they would be Queen. I, uh, I referred two or three years after that. I, I referred to the Queen album mm. when I was talking about Retox, and it's not because it's sounding like Queen. It's the attitude which comes with the whole album about what the songs as a as a block, the 12 songs uh, can make if you present them live. Yes, and that's more stadium than than party animals would be. Yes, I or think any so. other album. I think so too. Um, I think that uh, at, at this with this this album, they when they went on tour, they played many of those songs. Obviously, also the atom bomb. So they really were going for for a live audience. With on the other hand, with with the newer albums, I don't 
recognize this as much. They don't. They don't want to really play all the all of those songs. We'll be com- We'll be um, talking about a really good song uh, of this album, which they've never played live. And I've stressed this on the podcast quite some times. Um, turns out they uh, to finish up the maybe the, the talk about the first song, the Adam Bomb. They hate Oslo. They um they they sing about the they start the song with the Mr. Oslo thing. How do you get so far? Just a delf and a retard. Um, then they even drop the Bukake word from the sky. So they really attack sort of the the city, right? Oslo men and women, everything. And uh, maybe it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a critique of the uh, gentrification of the city. Yeah, and the high class people. I think high class is also somewhere in the lyrics. Yes. Um, you're so high culture. You think you're fucking hot. You see the circle vultures. Uh, mostly uh, Happy Tom is writing the lyrics. Mm. Excellent lyric writer. Uh, if you listen to it, Happy Tom, uh, lyrics are always good. <laughs> uh, if you take them aside, you, you should put out a book at some time only with the with the lyrics. And your thoughts. And your thoughts or funny pictures to it. Um, and uh, I think Happy Tom uh, is also active. I don't know if he was way back then uh, in making um, uh, a TV show. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I think, political talk. Yes, he's big, big in the Norwegian media. Yeah. So he uh, does know this kind of people. And maybe also this and kind he, of Maybe people. he works together with them. Yeah. And so he can reflect on, on uh, um, um, people from higher places uh, from a very good viewpoint. And not only from, uh, oh, I, I'm the punk, I, I have to kick them in the teeth. Uh, because I, I think this song is way more political, even though it's very funny and it's really Toboneko style. But everybody can relate to the politicians and the, the people in high places in the country where you are. Uh, you know who are the wrong kind of pe- people. And uh, it's a nice way to, to, to talk about them. Yep. We, we, we come to your place and we shit on your table because you are assholes. Basically. Exactly. He would never say this on his own show. <laughs> But that's a different story. He doesn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> because he has the Toboneko outlet. Exactly. And he's better to say it because uh, I think it's very lyrical how he said it. And it's, yeah, it's nice. and, and, and it's art, right? Yeah. So everything's, uh, everything's okay, seemingly. So the second song of the album is called Welcome to the Garbage Dump, uh, which I, I have to say... A person that did not really like it uh, live, I think it's, it's, I don't know. I it's like it's, a, it got a weird beat and it's too slow sometimes, even on the recording. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a strange uh, grooviness from 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 the drums, and that, that makes it. Um, I don't know what it's called in English, but uh, it's schlepping. It's like. It's not really it's linger, lingering, I think. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, it's so lingering. It's, um, it's, it's a song you can never make into... If you play it live, you can never make it really in a catchy, bad punk rock song. Yeah. This song can never get bad. Yeah. No matter how bad you want to <laughs> yeah. sing it or play it. Yeah. So it's definitely... Yeah, one. I would say one of the weaker songs of, of the... It's my only, only opinion, but then again... I'm asking you to but it's <laughs> to also, review but it, it's but also on the turbo as usual because it has all those um, what's it called trademark things. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, this typical turbo sing along chorus thing. Um, you have um, the 
the dark and funny lyrics and uh, you also have the, the, the cheesy um, riff so so even though you don't really like it you have to go with it you have to sing along if you hear it even if it's a bad live version or even if it's on the album so but way back then when it came out it was not one of those songs I, I really liked but if you are honest and you you look on everything Turboneco ever released it's classic Turboneco yes and and it's the only song that really has the, the retox word in it the title of the album it's a, it appears in the song lyrics of the garbage dump and they talk about dogs fucking in the sun which is always <laughs> which is always a good thing but from the lyrics so maybe for them it's a, one of the main songs of the album maybe the title giving song yes and we talk bad about it now yeah but okay that's our <laughs> journalist approach so we we journalist <laughs> yes so that's a way happy Tom is laughing of course he because he can <laughs> but okay the next song is 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 hell to pay obviously playing yeah. with the phonetic phonetics of hell to pay hell to pay as the hair on the the fake hair on the head yeah what's your Yeah, what's your take on that? That, that that's really uh, when I first heard this uh, I said Turbo meets Eagles of Death Metal mm -hmm. uh, because it was the, the whole uh, singing and rhyming scheme and then also the falsetto which Hank is doing uh, sounds like jazz Hughes and then this uh, but it's not bad uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's nice it's very uh, groovy And uh, I thought maybe they, uh, uh, Gene Simmons and Marky Ramon love the song because they are both um, have the lifestyle of uh, wearing toupees. Mm -hmm. And their bio clock also way back then in 2007 was ticking very loud. And I think that maybe Happy Tom um, also thought of those two guys. Um, My bio clock is ticking so fast. Yeah. Obviously, it's an age-related, midlife crisis-related yeah. song. But I don't think that Happy Tom is losing hair. I, I, no, he has I, beautiful I, hair. Yes. So he, I think he's writing about Gene and Marky. Because oh. they both have toupees. And they uh, they had an image with their bands. And it's uh, I think uh, Kiss and Ramones are not um, unimportant in the in the canon which uh, Tuboneko is referring to. Ramones, I, I know that they always refer to along other bands. And I think also Kiss with the theatrical thing, uh, makeup and uh, how the band uh, is posing on stage or was in the, in the 90s. Um, the S-Rocket is the small kiss uh, pyro show, mm -hmm. I guess. So I, I think it's uh, to make fun out of guys who really have uh, problems yeah. losing their hair. If you really go through the, the lyrics, it's all about aging yeah, and about panicking about age you think that's something that the band was dealing with they, no. they're getting old too too fast I, I, I don't I don't think so I mean one thing Or is maybe they were dealing with uh, the own feelings you have uh, uh, we are also not like 18 now um, but if you if you deal with this in a funny way it makes it better for yourself too so you make fun of people who are really in fear of losing mm -hmm. their hair or losing their image um, and then for you, it's not, um, it doesn't feel 
that dangerous as long as you are not as those people you are making fun of. And I think uh, that's not something you can um, say to Happy Tom that, that, that he's a uh, caricature, caricature yeah. of, of himself. He never yeah. was and I think he will never will be. But other rock stars, aging rock stars, um, they are not aging well. It's difficult because they cling to the old style and then it's embarrassing at some point. Maybe we'll see if, if if there's at one point Happy Tom, at one point, if he has a hair issue. Right up, as of now, I don't I think, think so. I think he will shave it and uh, will play skinhead rock and roll after that. He'll cover Boogie Hammer's skinhead yeah. rock and roll. Yeah. Maybe that. So, okay, this was... Uh, and on, on yeah. uh, Rock and Roll Machine, there's also a line... Uh, I don't, I don't remember which song uh, where where he is singing about skinhead rock and roll, but I don't remember which 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 song it was. So he's already into it. He's ready to shave the hair, and I would also shave the hair because uh, there's nothing more embarrassing than to saving the last three yes. long hairs and, and styling. You got them. long hair, so if they if you yeah. if you lose them, better cut them off. It's actually yeah. also my. That's what, what, are you, what are you faking? Bruce Willis is not uh, is for a reason uh, still uh, referred by a lot of women as a sexy man. Because he knows if you don't have enough hair, just cut it and shave it. Yes, look because sh sh shaven heads look like penises. Maybe. Yeah, you can yes. also tattoo the, the, The dick hole, or what's it called? Yes, call it dick hole. A uh, 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 black dick hole on the head. And then, yes. then you can um, do funny okay. things uh, at Halloween parties. <laughs> I've seen stuff <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> But speaking of funny things, Stroke in the Shaft. Stroke the Shaft, the next song on the album. It's actually, it, it's a sexual reference, I would say. Stroke yeah. the Shaft. Shaft being the, the on the penis, yeah. as well as on a rifle, right? Yeah. So it a, has a sort of a double double meaning. Yeah. And uh, break the glass, stroke the chef. Uh, <laughs> and work yeah, it I like and it work rhymed, it, it say it, pray it, turn it on, turn on the mic and work it like a child. Like a child, okay. It, that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, what I find interesting is um, the the main riff. Um, this. Uh, Uh, it, uh, it reminded me of Rammstein. Mm -hmm. And I, then I was spinning, as I was listening, as you told me we want to talk about that record, I was imagining if uh, if Rammstein could cover it, uh, reducing it on, on this main riff and then German lyrics over it. Uh, yeah. Something with uh, Kraft instead of Schaft. Uh, and, uh, but I, I tried to come up with uh, fake Rammstein lyrics, but I I'm not good enough in translating those things. Um, it's very, um, th that's where on the record it starts to get more metal uh, because uh -huh. the songs have a um, slowly go somewhere. We will uh, realize when we talk about the other songs. And uh, I think that's, that's why I came up with this uh, Rammstein thing. Um, and there's a lot of metal in the album. And that's one of the first songs where, where you can really like, Ah, okay, that's the, the, the big uh, stage um, metal rock thing starting. Mm -hmm. And really, um, as usual, um, super funny uh, sexual 
uh, lyrics and references. Yeah, but I mean, they they, they, they stroke in the chef. They don't talk too much. It's it, they have stroke the chef make it last not too fast. The heads off limits. So phew. it's it's, the, it's pretty the, sexual. The relax of Tuboneko. Uh, relax. Uh, Frankie goes to Hollywood. You know that it's also relax don't do it. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's that's their relax, but it's not as eighties like the original. But certainly, have you have you ever heard it live? Uh, Stroke the chef. I can't remember. Oh. Did they play it? We, we were on the same concert way back then when they played in. We York. went to all the concerts way back yeah. then, um, but I can't remember if they played it live. I I gotta look this up, but I I, I wouldn't. Give too much. But it can be that, that it not turned a live classic or that it is even never played it live. Yes, because uh, even even though I was bashing, we're gonna drop the ad, the uh, Welcome to the Garbage Stomp. They were playing this for quite some time. Yeah. If, even on, 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 this, on yeah. later tours. Yes. Otherwise, we, we couldn't uh, talk about that we think that is not really working um, because it's this Schlepprock thing. <laughs> yes. I think Schlepprock was also a band. So I think the, the, the term is also existing in English if something is slow, but rocking. Yeah, it's definitely not not one of my favorite. But Stroke the Shaft, I would say I would go for that and finish it up with. Uh, I mean, finishing up a song with "I Gotta Get My Shaft Stroked." It's it has a sexual twist to it, and I sort of dig this. Dig this. Dig this exactly. CK. <laughs> I dig this. <laughs> Next song on the album, No, I'm Alpha Male. Yeah, that, that's where we are in the middle of the metal breakout. Because uh, on that song, it's really like, it sounds a little bit like, uh, let's do a, um, a metal-infused song for college radio. Because it's not really metal. It's like, um, um, it's using some ingredients. And I, I cannot decide if it's, it's more like uh, 80s uh metal like mm -hmm. spandex metal or if it's uh the metal part of hardcore which we all know that happy tom was into in his youth um i think it comes more from the hardcore side yeah so that that's also why i, I uh, it felt strange to me because i couldn't decide um because hardcore is also something which means something to me um and in this weird combination uh with the With one eye on the stadium performance, um, it's it's on the edge to to cheesy eighties metal, but it's not as bad as the originals. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something else. I cannot really. Have, have you heard this one live? I don't think so. Me neither. But I. But I, I'm really when when I'm going through this album, this is the first one that really makes me turn up the volume in my car because it's really. Uh, nicely aggressive and if you if you turn up the volume it really gets you going it's one of the uh, in my humble opinion it's one of the, the, the first songs that really gets me going because it's very uh the the, the guitars are very very uh energetic yeah. and energetic as well so i really i really this is actually one of my uh favorite songs on, on this album because they can really it's 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 really fast and it and, and i mean obviously Euroboy knows what he's doing, yeah. and with this song, it, it really bring, it really, it, he really comes across um, as a really great guitar player, and uh, re this really works for me. What a shame they didn't, or they could play it live now. I would dig this. 
dig this. Uh, but for some reason, I never did. Or maybe on some small concerts in some other places, maybe, but maybe never, it's never occurred of the to me. Reception of the of the fans also, because um, I also remember with the Ramones, the, the um, uh, "To Death to Die" album. There are a lot of songs on it uh, where Didi uh, was also digging uh, the the first wave of hardcore and also some of the metal bands uh, which appeared in New York City way back then. And he wrote a lot of. Uh, short Ramones punk songs with a metal edge mm -hmm. and there were a lot of people against it but there are songs uh, as I I'm not really good prepared I cannot name any from, from the album now uh, but there are one or two songs which I mean and I think uh, he got also like dissing and people didn't like it and said uh, that's not really Ramones and maybe it's the same case with, with this song and maybe that's why it wasn't uh, in, in the playlist. Didn't stay. What, a, what a big su surprise it would be if you were listening, or any band members listening, if you would put put this on a, on a, on a concert and, and, and see the reaction. Maybe they should play the most hated songs. Yes, a negative so, so tour. Just, negative Nancys. Yeah, that would be... Would be quite a... Quite or a, a voting. Because Therapy, um, the, the Irish band, mm -hmm. they did a voting where you could wrote one song of all their albums because they, they have uh, 32 years jubilee this year mm -hmm. and because they wanted to celebrate two years ago then came corona they wanted to do the 30 year anniversary and then they came up uh, the first concerts they will be able to play uh, of each ep uh, and album you could pick one song and that's the set and that's really hard for fans because uh, albums have like 10 to 15 some albums have have Or 18 tracks, maybe. Half a good song and the other yeah. ones have four. So yeah. that's okay. But th yeah. it's a nice concept, you know. Maybe if we could vote, we should vote always the ones which never get played. Of course. I would I, I would strongly recommend that. <laughs> so that they have some difficulties in the rehearsal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Make them work. Make this band work. Okay, next song. Do You Dig Destruction? Yeah, uh, that's one of the instant classics. That's, that's really like... Uh, um, what could have been also on any other Turboneco record. Um, Which record would you see the Do You Dig Destruction song on? And fitting on? Uh, fitting and fitting the style of the record? That's, that's it, a difficult it has question. has to be after Apocalypse Dudes. Because before it would be very strange. Strange. Uh, but on Apocalypse Dudes, it ha because it, uh, the whole album has a very distinctive sound which i cannot really nail what it is which one uh, this one we're mm -hmm. talking about Retox. so that's that's maybe the difficulty because you cannot see it on on uh, apocalypse dudes because it's an other kind of production and i uh, i cannot really nail they did something very special on this album mm -hmm. but i cannot really nail what it is but that's uh, why it's hard to say on you it would have been a different recording process if it uh, would have been on, on uh, Apocalypse Dudes. Mm. But the, the, the main skeleton of this song could be one of the songs in, in Apocalypse Dudes. The Do You uh, Dig Distraction, yeah. the Latin Lovers and everything. So I think what, what one thing I would like to add is that uh, because <coughs> the, back in the, those days, Turbinic also put out videos. It seems like for each and every album they have one or max two two videos out, and they had a, a video on this one. And it to me it, it felt like they wanted to bring back MTV. It was a, it was a classic MTV video, 
So it, I think it was a maybe a cry for for help for bring back MTV because we want to be on it. Um, um, I kind of remember. Was that the, the the time where where Hank also had the American flag uh, umhang? Uh, uh, and they yeah. were jumping around in some abandoned area. Cape, the, the the American flag cape. Yeah. Um, Because I don't uh, maybe I should also not only listen to the album to talk with you about but also checking up on the I think I, I remember the video and it was a classic MTV like video which is I don't know I am I obviously I'm not listening to contemporary music but seems like they wanted to bring back MTV with this video it was a very classic a little bit of cartoonish not cartoonish but they had some drawings in it and that's okay. a, that did not remind me of uh -huh, take on me <laughs> But in a in a way, it, it 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 screened MTV, but it was not there anymore. At least not in this form. So I I can, I like me personally. I like the song. I like the Latino sounds in it. They had some some uh, Castanet and whatever that is in yeah. in English uh, and uh, those sounds. So uh, so I, I really liked it, and it, it it was a good. Also back then at concerts, this song was because of the the, the destruction in the in the in the chorus. It was a, a very. The two by four, the hacksaw, Jim Duggan two by four, um, wrestling reference again. Um, so this also worked. It seems like this this was really well well received at concerts. Yeah. The, the do you dig destruction? And it fits in. Mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. then everything has the um, the same the same sound, but because uh, uh, that's not a matter of production. It's what the band has a live sound, and then it really fits in. Then it also can be. In between two songs from Apocalypse Dudes. Yes. And you would think if you are not a fan, it uh, could be the same album. Because it also have the, has the, the, the gesture, the, uh, uh, there's some, some openness, some, some bigness, and also some glam in it, mm -hmm. which you don't Definitely. hear uh, in, in, the, in the sound of this album. It's not very big, but it's in this song. So. Yes, and the, did you do you remember they put this "Do You Dig Destruction" on a single, on a CD single? I, I stopped uh, really collecting sing singles, more or less. Yeah, but they had it on for some some brief, some short time, and I I picked one up, and they had a very very um, impressive side B to it, I think, which we'll we can get to later. Ah, okay. It's a song that's also on the bonus, okay, on the on the bonus uh, uh, editions. So, next song I want to come. Very slow song. Yeah. That's a, a Iggy and the Stooges ballad. That's the only thing I noted. But it's very good. You just have to imagine Iggy's voice over this song. And it's uh, a Stooges ballad. And it also has this um, <clears throat> 70s ballad uh, kind, of, kind of sound. Do you like it? Yeah. Uh, now, yes. Way back then, I hated it. But, uh, Because you're aging now and you're okay with slower music? No, no, no. That's not the problem. Um, because maybe also the the, um, the Stooges albums, which influenced Turboneco, which we know, because Happy Tom also mm -hmm. pointed that out, uh, were not um, well received in, in my musical uh, canon. And now I can more relate to this old stuff because I also started to listen to more stuff from that era. And then you see, uh, it's a really great song. Also, um, 
uh, on, a, on another compilation. I think it was on a, on a sampler. They covered Repro Man, uh, a song from 1983, uh, which Iggy Pop recorded as the main title for the film Repro Man. Mm-hmm. Film recom- recommendation, very weird but good film. And they even made the song of Iggy better because uh, it's, it's, it's got nothing to do with Retox mm-hmm. uh, because Repo Man is not on Retox. But uh, they they put Iggy's song, uh, they make it better. It's a, uh, the cover version is better than the original. And also this song sounds like uh, a really cool Iggy song. But with Hank singing and with Hank's own distinctive voice, um, so coming to terms with older records and other influences, uh, I really like it. And it's not the ballad and old people problem. It's a, it was a musical socializing problem, I think. So have you have you ever seen it or heard it live? Or want to come? I don't think so. I think it would be a very strong break if you bring it in the middle of a set, maybe. Yes, after the fast to, one. To, mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, if people die in the wall of death in the song before, then maybe uh, to let the securities in, you can play I Wanna Come. Yeah. <laughs> and they can <laughs> put the dead away. <laughs> uh, but it's a cool cool song. And and, and and sexual, right? I Wanna Come Yeah, is obviously a sexual reference. So maybe for some younger Jugendliche who is still... S- Uh, you guys who are still sexually active, maybe that's a good but song for that's I a good song for the first date. Yeah, but I don't know if it's really meant like this. It's not, but if um, if you're just having a first date and play it in the car, I want to come. <laughs> she might as well jump out of the car, Man. or lay down, yeah. or the sailor. We should talk yeah. in, in in both genders, right? The sailor who who you're dating, then he knows. But if you put the next song on it, you must bleed all night long. Yeah, that's, that, that would give the date a different twist. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Uh, you should finish the sexual act by by the beginning of this song. <laughs> yes. Or, or coming to the harder part of the sexual. Uh, so, game. so the the song called "You Must Bleed All Night Long," which it's very in your face, I think. Yeah, I think this this one uh, justifies the the hardcore style cover artwork because uh, what I also didn't uh, in the first place like was the artwork mm-hmm. because it looks like a drawing a, a drawing a trash drawing of a of a kid unknown, during during school. Yeah, but uh, I think unknown '80s hardcore bands did covers like that. And then the, uh, there's the the German Shepherd is on the CD mm-hmm. uh, and he looks uh, cool. Um, and I would have liked because there are also T-shirts made from from the German Shepherd hat. Yes, with uh, the handwritten Turbo Neko and the uh, ugly retox. I would have had only German Shepherd on on the cover. Then it it would be okay and it would fit to the backside where there's also a very bad drawing. Mm-hmm. But this guy in front of Hank's eyes, photographed and then this kitty hardcore Turbo Neko writing. It looked really like shit. Uh, I, I thought, um, you thought why? did he run out of money or who who, who advised this? Why? He did such great covers. But after But almost 15 years after the release of this record, which is uh, impressive enough, yeah. you, you now you get to like it? You now to get to accept it? I accept the, the, the thing. But I, I would have taken the German Shepherd on the front. Yes, Shepherds then, then, also then, work. Then it, then it always work. 
then it would uh, fit to the backside, and then it would be. It always uh, maybe I think they wanted to disturb people, so that's what they did. It worked. Happy Tom. <laughs> yes, I, I, me, I, I, for some <clears throat> for some reason, I like the, the the lyrics. The I'm the denim devil, of course, a stardust antichrist. When I deport them to the Nacht und Neighbor, which is German, of my bubblegum Third Reich. <laughs> it's hard to digest, but uh, still some, some German influence has been a very, very in-your-face song, I think. But and I think I, I overheard the Nacht und Nebel. Yes. When I listened closer, because he said we will meet up and talk about it, mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, German lyrics. Yes, <laughs> they always hide it. And the yeah. Third Reich, there, there it is. Bubblegum Third Reich. But it's very good uh, lyrically. I think Because so too. It even rhymes uh, with the. It fits to the the English lyrics, and it also rhymes in the German thing, and in the singing, it's also working. That's why it wasn't uh, represent in my brain, except for now. Really As I'm reading it off, yes. Yeah. But I think it's one of the one of one of the 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 the, the, the well, not not counting the bonus tracks. But you could but put this one, of the best one on earlier albums. Maybe not really in this yes. version. But that's in a rougher version, you can yeah. put it on and on an ass cover or even yeah. before that. Yeah. On a hot cars. Yeah, but it's uh, that's a compilation, so you can put anything on a compilation. But the hot cars is band contraceptive. Yeah, but uh, you could a, you could put it on it. Yeah, of course. But if you play it rough enough, that's what we are trying to say. Yeah. I think it's a distinctive production on, on the whole record, so. Um, but it would fit. I think so too. Hot and filthy. <clears throat> there, there. I uh, wrote down Rolling Stones grooviness meets Bowie blues yes. on stadium rock level. <laughs> Good. I think that says it all. But it doesn't say that it's a bad song. Uh, it's an uh, interesting mixture. Yeah, but it's, it was one of the first steps toward this. Stonian, Rolling Stonian stadium thing. One of the clearer, yeah, it's more yeah. obvious. Yeah. Never kicked in with me, actually. Did they play live? No. Hot and filthy? We can it look can, it, it can, up. It can, but be. it can be. But, but I, I don't but think... You can, you can uh, also, it's a show off for what Euroboy is capable of. Because... Uh, the way he plays the guitar? Yeah. Because uh, maybe people don't like the Rolling Stones. I don't like them either. Um, but I like uh, the influence in, in this song, in this mixture, what, what they did. Mm -hmm. I run it out of tape. No, no not of tape, but uh, we, we, we talked longer than the album. <laughs> ah, okay. But that's not our problem. That's the yeah, problem of the listeners. Yeah. Uh, it shows off Euroboy's uh, capacities of playing the guitar. And it's uh, even if you don't like the Rolling Stones, uh, there is something to to Keith Richards playing, and also to that they brought back this kind of blues back on on the big map. They yeah, did, they did a lot for for uh, blues rock music, and so uh, it's a really good fit together in in this song. I mean, the title "Hot and Filthy" is not bad, but in my humble opinion, I think this the step towards this. Stonian music was not on my highest priority on my of being a listener and fan. 
Yeah, of, yeah, of course. Way back then, um, it's also not one of those uh, of my favorites. But if you can look in hindsight, uh, and and the album is a grower, you have to maybe maybe it's also you you cannot um, redo it now actually that we pick apart every song. But I think this album is uh, really like one one drive. Yes, yeah, so it's a good album and it's fitting. It's, it's it's sort of everything is in in rhyme. Yeah, in a way. Next song, "Boys from Nowhere," a song I have never ever heard live. But performed, it, performed by Turbo Negro. But this, they played live. This I, song, I, I think so. Yeah. It was Turbo Mongo. They played it. it can but be not Turbo Negro. I'm old. Maybe I'm mixing up. Uh, Right. I mean, I, okay, um, I wish they played it all the time live. All the time. Yeah, but the funny thing is, uh, um, because I got the promo way back then, because you could, uh, as a Turbo Jugend, you could ask for a pre-listening party copy, mm-hmm. and they didn't put it on the pre-listening copy. It's the only track missing is only 11 on the, um, on the promo uh-huh. copy. And I don't know why they did it, because that was the first hit single for me. And yes. also one of the two instant classics because Do You Dig Destruction and Boys From Nowhere are uh, signature Turbo Negro songs. Yes, I they, think... They, they went from being released to always in the playlist. So that's... Yes. Not only as a fan, uh, I think... I, it's it's one of the big, biggest questions and and, 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 and wonderings of, of, in my Turbo Negro... Spectrum that Boys of Nowhere never got the got the push by the band, the the push it deserved. I think it's a, in my opinion, and yes, I'm judging. But this is um, probably one of the ten best songs of the band. Yeah. Definitely. Whenever I call, it's even it's that good. Whenever I call Bengal yeah. on the phone, he the Boys from Nowhere. Yeah, I I chose it for for um for the Turbo Radio yes. singer and. Uh, Only the opening riff mm-hmm. again and again. I think I mixed too many of them. And uh, the funny thing is, when I listened more before we mm-hmm. were talking about the album, uh, it always reminds me in the first place of. But oh, I have to start with the show because oh, yeah. starting with this riff, your adrenaline uh, gets going. Yeah. yeah, I think no, but I think it's 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 a class a newer classic Trouble Negro songs. Yeah. It really hits the spot from every angle. It. And uh, I think they I would, played it live. I think so. We'll have to look, look look it up. But okay, we can we can agree on that. Then they never played it live enough. Maybe maybe if uh, uh, because also they didn't put it on the promo. Uh, sometimes bands don't want um, the best songs. The they want uh, to be not too cheesy, too chart oriented, to hit like. Mm-hmm. And so they said, yeah, that, that's that's really the big hit. But uh, we have other songs which are also important or, or more important mm-hmm. artistically. And we know that those assholes out there, like Chibesta and Mickey, will love it from one second. But we don't want to advertise this. Yes, we want to be are cruel. able to, yeah. to uh, write hymns. We know that. But we don't promote it. I think that's, that's one of the reasons maybe. And maybe they seldom played it because... They, they want to keep it as hidden gem. Yeah. Uh, Maybe yeah. Happy Tom at one point will will answer this question, but I'm 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 still. For me, it's as as mentioned, it's one of the best 
songs they ever did, and I just I just want wanted to be played more often. Boys from nowhere. Not a chubby dude. Every ch- chubby dude. Everybody <laughs> love loves a chubby dude. But performed by Hank van Helvete. Yeah, this also uh, Tobu as usual. Yes, um, because many people can relate to it. Yeah. The human Godzilla. How do you like it? <laughs> Could you ever dance off it? It's yeah, it's one of the songs which which goes through. It's mm-hmm. not hurting. It's good enough, but it's not uh, outstanding. But I think for a lot of people, it was outstanding. Also because um, the the little bit saw Hank, yes, uh, maybe singing about himself. Even mm-hmm. though uh, I'm quite sure this is also a happy Tom lyrics. Um, And it's even there's a chapter um, to be chubby, chubby dudes. dudes. Yes. So it was influential at last. Okay, exactly. <laughs> a human male of certain magnitude, straight out of Munich. That they always refer to German cities. <laughs> yeah. For some reason. But maybe they they, they met somebody. Yeah, of course. A Munich real, is uh, Munich is full of fat people because the only thing they eat is pork and drink beer. Okay, so you know that. Because I uh, lived in Munich, and I can okay. I can tell. Okay. An ex-girlfriend, years ago, the, she was mentioning that all the Bavarians will like me even more. But she was mentioning that because, uh, I don't know if that's right, but she was thinking that people in Bavaria have those... those uh, uh, Wrinkles. Not wrinkles, but those Chinese-like eyes. <laughs> because they eat so much pork. The big eyes. The big eyes, <laughs> which I would never say. But maybe that's... Maybe that's... But that's a... That's a well. Maybe they want to kick uh, the city of Munich in the balls, which never hurts. But um, or maybe some some uh, Tobiu member, uh, which was quite a big person, uh, inspired. He was out of Munich. Yeah, yeah maybe. maybe. All, all the out. all the Jugends in Munich, I know they were slim, trim, nice looking. Okay. Girls and boys. Or maybe But, Happy Tom was uh, taking a piss on those slim Munich guys. Maybe. They were there and there were the skinny hipster boys way back then. And then they said, I fuck you. Because I'm call, calling you fat. Yeah. Maybe. But it's certainly not the biggest, the biggest and best song on the album, but it, it's there. So the regular record finished it off with a rather slow song called What is Rock? And with, I'm quoting, Rock is the area between the balls and the anus of a dog or of a man. Which is epic. Yeah. It's an epic, classic lyric. Yeah. And it's also one one of those uh, which Tobu Neko sometimes have at the beginning or at the end of a record, like which you can also use as an intro mm-hmm. or an outro. And like uh, with uh, where there is created for like two or three minutes, uh, I think it's seven minutes something. Mm-hmm. And there's long time. There's only like atmosphere created, and then the song slowly starts. Yes. And yeah, I, I think uh, what's it called in, in English? Hörspiel. Um, like. Um, um, and that's like have, an audio book. No. Yeah. Yeah. So they they, they 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 talk to you or ask you. So it's you cannot really you can relate to it. Yes. You, you are being asked the whole song. To, to think about what rock is 
and then uh, you get uh, thesis after thesis thrown at you, and it's uh, funny. But if I would play it at a party, I, I would skip the atmospheric first part. Yeah. And maybe also for an ending of a, of a set, I would use it. What, what I think was really f interesting is that the, the, they insisted on, the Renegro insisted on saving rock and roll. It's all the, the, all the song, they said, we save rock and roll with our bare hands and, and we save that goddamn rock and roll. Do you think it's a, is this something that you, <laughs> Jugend back then, uh, with Turbo Negro thought that Turbo Negro is the last, or one of the, 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 the last really cool, innovative, funny, bad bands that saved rock and roll and did this, this because they all sang along and I did as well. Do you think people believe that Turbo Negro saved rock and roll? I think you need, In a good some, way? You, you need some battle cries always as a band. Uh, and also as a cult fan club like Tobi Jugend is, uh, you, you, it's like, uh, like people, uh, who are chanting football chants to, to win the game and to mm -hmm. make yourself strong and appear strong. And on the other hand, it's also like taking a piss on yourself, uh, because it's not really inventive to play the good rock and roll because it's, already there yes so and even this album even though uh, it's ranked better now for me in hindsight uh, it's not like um, inventing the the, uh, the wheel mm -hmm. from, from scratch <laughs> but uh, it's putting together a melange of uh, really cool things in rock and roll and I think yeah in 2007 maybe maybe there were less and less cool guitar bands around. In the 90s, it was better. Maybe it was a kind of a feeling that there's more right. electronic than, than when you had the... The, uh, the 80s were coming back a little bit in Electro Clash, which I personally also liked, but maybe not uh, all the Turbo Jugends are um, open in this direction. So I had no problem with uh, um, some musical styles where guitar is not involved. But maybe it felt like in 2007, like that. But then again, what is rock still has some strong synthesizers in the beginning. Maybe that was its yeah. sign for the things to come in for later Turbulent yeah. albums. Maybe we don't know. Maybe they wanted to tell the audience this is because they started off with synthesizers. This is gonna be rock from now on. Yeah, and uh, it's also very, um, as you said, the, the, the childish uh, paintings on the record cover, mm -hmm. but also the, the synthesizers sound very um, cheap. Like a mini Casio, which Trio, mm. the German band, maybe used, like with, yes. and maybe they try to take the piss on what maybe can be the future of rock and roll if we don't um, um, relate to um, to Boneco and the bands who are holding the, the flag way back then or also now. Um, Could be. And then the song ends ends with where's the where's the catch? The money, the money, the money, money, money. Why is that? Is that making fun of themselves? Or is it I think they did a lot of albums already to uh, at that point uh where really big commercial success should have been happening mm -hmm. by right. If I if I would try to think how the band felt at that moment. 
uh, I think they, was heißt verdienen? Uh, earn. They, they should have earned it by that point to have, to be a really big band. And Happy Tom always said we are the biggest underground band and the smallest mainstream band. And they, I think with, with Apocalypse Dudes, um, they made a very um, decade, for, uh, uh, important album for a decade, mm -hmm. uh, along other big bands, but it never uh, had the commercial uh, success it might have, sure. have earned. Mm -hmm. And maybe they are referring to this, or uh, the whole album, in hindsight, is very catchy. But it's not the, the commercial kind it's of catchiness on this album. And maybe they thought um, that's our approach to to really get to this point. To and cash then, in on, on, on the, yeah, on the why more not, why, why not? commercially fit, more Because popular the, music oriented. Except uh, for You Must Bleed All Night Long, you can play all this on mainstream radio easily. You have to get there. Yes, promoters. And Some, things, but uh, it's sometimes a, peeping out the lyrics. <laughs> maybe yeah. Okay, that's that's a part which is always underestimated by me because uh, I think I'm radio should be more open. But uh, the catchiness is very um, very strong on this album. And I think maybe, so too. And maybe it's some kind of uh, ironic thing that will be the album where we get to that point. That that's what what I remember that you can back then were complaining about. Of course, the new album comes out, everybody complains. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe you give it to me and I put it in. Yeah. And you start with the with the bonus bonus tracks. Yes. <laughs> into the void. Okay. Thank you for <laughs> ah, putting it in. Um, <laughs> Does it hurt? When no. You? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm well. I'm well oh, endowed. Oh, endowed. So okay, uh, we find later on we find out that uh, they re they released some CDs with some bonus tracks on it and some really good bonus tracks, I might add. Uh, yeah, Into the Void would be one of them. Mm -hmm. If this wasn't also on that single, you, you yes, said it was the backside of the of the uh, destruction. destruction. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can, You said uh, that that uh, it's really one of the strongest songs of that. Um, of Recording ever, ever, I would say. I would. If people who don't really don't know that, look it up on the on the YouTube. It's Into the Void is one of the best Turbinigo songs ever, and it it never. It, that's it, a it's a little bit big. <laughs> well, I think so. Just listen. I buy the, and of course, looking back at this area and this album, it, it would have made. For in my in my humble opinion, it, it would have made the number one song. But that's just me talking. It's subjective, I know. But give it a listen. Into the I know, Void. I know what you mean. But uh, but I think and, uh, that's I think that's also the reason why they didn't put it on the album. Uh, but it's the same reason why you like it that that hard. Uh, it's very self-referencing in in the song, from the from riff parts, mm -hmm. um, which are really typical Turbo Neko, but uh, adjusted differently for that song. And also uh, right with us into the void, and in the verse. Yes. We already have right with us. So there are a lot of cool Toboneko parts put together. And I think they thought it's a good song, but it's too, too self-referencing to be on the album. So that's the B-side. Hmm. But it's, 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 that's the funny thing. If you really like the signature sound 
bits. Mm -hmm. Of course, it, that would be uh, if it would have been on the album, it would be on my classic side. Yes. So I know what you mean, but I think they thought, okay, it's cool. Um, let's record it, but it's not as strong as some other songs we have uh, already recorded. And it comes. I mean. Uh, as we know, the Retox was the last album with Hank as the singer. Hank as the singer. Um, Into the Void, I might, I would think, is one of the most would would be one of the most fitting songs for Tony to sing. Yeah, maybe. It's it can be screamed, it can be shouted, and they should have tried it out. I think just for for the funk of it, maybe kick out some of the yeah. of the cover songs they now play. And try Tony, try, give Tony a shot with this song. Only me thinking here. Yeah. So this uh, Into the Void, an, an obvious favorite of mine, was one of the bonus tracks. Yeah, I, I liked Leveled Karma, which which also must have been a B-side or a bonus track on some Australian mm -hmm. or Australian, uh, right? On an Australian record, they put the Leveled Karma on. Yes, and I think that's very old school Turbo Neko, but. In the producing style of the of the Retox album, mm -hmm. so that could be also on on, on somewhere else. Um, that's one of the that's the one of the three which I like most because Back in Denim, which also was a bonus track, mm -hmm. is uh, it's very funny as an opener, and I think they they used it at least at, at some festival live as a kickout song, right? When people were set. really yes, I think they wanted to. No, they didn't want it. They they used it as a whereas they play Queen now, they used it back back in the in the days they used it as a, as a finisher of the whole set. Ah okay. Because I think it would make also make uh, an open. If they mm -hmm. didn't play for a long time at uh, at the place or maybe in different countries. Uh, we are back in Denim as a battle cry thing, but it's a little bit too long. It's too too stadium, too radio, too cheesy, too seventies. But I, I, now I would use it if I if I didn't play for years. Mm -hmm. I would use it as a we're back. Yes, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. But yeah, yeah but I, this is but this is back in denim. I think it's it's slower. Yes, and I, I normally don't like those turning the slower turning songs that much. But in this case, I would I would really give it a shot. Okay, so this was the album. Um, finishing up. Um, What would you say about the whole album as such, uh, looking back after some I think it's, uh, 15 years or whatnot? It, Almost 15 years. It's definitely a grower. Um, but it did, I think, I don't know if people who now um, find their way to Boneco also have the same problems we had when, when it originally came out. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are more um, cool with it from the beginning and can see what it is that it's a very good um, maybe more stadium rock <coughs> album mm -hmm. um, because if you don't have a history with the albums before you are not that nerdy and uh, critical you just listen and, and think wow it's good and uh, I was also talking um, with the drummer of my own band some years ago who said uh, yeah that's Their Queen album, that's their stadium rock approach, and it's a good album. It's underestimated by a lot of people, but um, I think it's also important that people who are not in the Tobi Jugend and not hardcore fans can validate um, the um, importance of the album. 
Mm. And that made me rethink. And way back then when we were discussing it, uh, I was listening with different ears after that. Mm -hmm. And then um, it more and more occurred to me that um, this is a cool album. Yes. And it, it's not um, that down like it was in my hit list before. Yes, so. I think it, it, uh, when I when I look back at this and, and going back to the time before Facebook when we had the forum and everything, a discussion board, it, it's I think it's one of the the the, the album with the most turned around. It turned it, it turned it it really got better and the reputation really really increased um, within the last years, as you can also see on the on the vinyl prices. Um, look, if you look it up on Discogs, this is. Uh, The album is of 2007, but you can, the prices are insane. Okay. I, people are just waiting for the repress of it, I think, because the, the album is, is, is easily 100 bucks, if not 150. Yeah, maybe they didn't sell that much. On they the didn't album. produce it as much, that's yeah. right, but I have, I, I'm following this quite a lot, but people are really, really uh, I'm looking after, after this record, and uh, they really, really, really appreciate it far more than it when it first came out and this is one of the the, the the most it's i think it's the most turnaround turbo album of ever so far so i think i really i would also give it a um a really good grade um even though they has, they have some 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 really um not really but some some weak weaker songs but in general they have some really good ones and i think i would give it a big uh, thumbs up the ass really um it's a really good album and we can only encourage people um to listen to it And everybody who uh, bought it way back then and in the first place hated it and put it aside, get it out now and you will maybe feel what we're talking about or what we're talking for the last hour, 100 minutes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> put it in the car. I can yeah. recommend it. Put it in the car, listen to the whole record. Don't skip it like uh, 2020 style. Yeah, it's also good for driving. Yes. And you cannot say that about uh, a lot of albums because mostly... Uh, on long uh, on long um, car uh, driving tours uh, I, I mostly end up with Ramones yes. or with uh, the solo albums of Mike Ness so country-esque uh, things are also working but this album is also a very good driving favorite yes I totally, totally agree with you. On this high note, I would uh, like to thank you, Mickey, for taking your time. Thank you um, for having me, like the English people say. <laughs> yes, you're always welcome. Don't wait another 80 episodes. Come back sooner. And uh, yes, we'll finish um, up the, the podcast with the cream puff. I'm announcing this right now. We'll, I'll be going with your recommendation, Level Karma, uh, out of the Australian uh, extra special edition. So people listen up, enjoy the... the, the The, the cream puff and uh, as Mickey said pick up the album get it on on, on any any device and and listen through it and and uh, give us a re feel free to give us a review um, on the on the Tubu uh, Jugend Radio Facebook page or, or hit me up on the messenger and one thing another and a shameless plug for uh, for Mickey Mickey also by the way has a has a podcast um, or yeah has a has a radio show uh, on on Tubu Radio. Uh, we'll we'll be posting the the notes and the links to it so you can enjoy Mickey's only very personal personal um, radio show as well. So thank you, Mickey. Thank you. Take care and have a. I think it doesn't uh, take another 80 episodes. We'll do something. Yes, we'll find a way. Maybe the next record. Okay, everybody else, take care. Bye.
Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye.